0: if you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hey ladies, so I wanted to let you know about the amazing webinar that I'm doing on Monday the 10th of October at 12pm BST. It is going to be the amazing webinar, Plan Your Way to Permanent Weight Loss, and it is going to cover all of the issues that most people struggle with when they think about planning. It is going to cover all the mindset tools that you can start employing right now to start making a doable plan that actually works for you. I'm going to be teaching you all the theory, I'm gonna be teaching you what to actually do, and it is gonna be a webinar that will change your weight loss journey and your actual life if you start putting into practice some of the things that I talk about so this is a webinar that you definitely don't want to miss so make sure you go to the link in the show notes to sign up for that webinar that link is www.amruticoaching.com forward slash webinar and when you go to that link it's in the show notes it will take you to the sign up page you sign up and you will be sent the link and a few reminder emails before the actual webinar which is going to take place on Monday the 10th of October at 12 p.m bst I can't wait to see you there okay now let's get started on this week's episode Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have an extra special guest for you. I have one of my past clients, Mira Patel, on the podcast. So, I'm going to let her do an introduction and then we're going to get started. So, Mira, tell us all about you. Hi. Um, first of all, it's lovely to be on here. Um, and, you know, I've missed you. We haven't had sessions in a long time. Yeah, I've missed you too. So, when did we finish our sessions? We finished our sessions over a year ago now, right?
1: Definitely over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fran turned two now. So, yeah, gosh,
0: it's been a while.
1: So yeah. a lovely
0: I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. So, tell us a little bit about yourself so that the listeners can kind of find out a little bit, just get a bit of a context about you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, I'm Mira. And um, got so many hats on. Uh, first is, you know, I'm a mum to two wonderful children. Uh, Chris, who is four turning five soon um and Shreya who's just turned two I'm a part-time pharmacist and part-time
0: small business owner (laughs) I I would say like (laughs) We are um, so going to be talking about that because that started at the beginning of our coaching kind of well, at the end of our coaching relationship, right? Yeah, so what was the main result you wanted to achieve when you first heard about me and stuff? But and tell the tell the listeners like how you know me and like what um urged you to seek coaching. Okay.
1: Um so um Ricky and I go back, oh gosh, a long way back at college we met. Yeah. Um and we've kind of kept in touch not so much along the way but I remember I think we we got in contact when we had our first borns um and it was like oh we're both on maternity leave let's you know, let's get together and I know like we used to talk a lot about you know the weight and gain and the struggles and um honestly what made me consider coaching is that picture that you posted um when you came back like 100 times smaller um I was like because I specifically remember you you were quite down about it and um then to see you put this picture up I was like wow girl you have done so well and I was like if i uh, Rudy can do it <laughs> I can do it and yeah like initially I was a bit like I don't know if I should because we were friends and I thought how would our coaching relationship be Mm -hmm. and I always thought maybe it's better to go with someone who's neutral who doesn't know me as a person so then their advice would be slightly more um, not biased Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Um, but actually it worked out really well because you know me as a person you probably know the way my brain works better than even I do Mm. so all like the advice and the coaching you were doing like it really did feel like it was tailored to me so yeah like that my my main reason for getting coached was I had a bit of baby weight that I wanted to lose um, seeing how amazing you have done in just a short space of time well it felt like a short
0: space of time and I was like yeah let's give this a go amazing because I remember you were one of my first clients if not the first client that I ever had so it's such an honor to have you on like so fun (laughs) um because I remember that you wanted to lose some baby weight and Tell us about like your journey with your weight in the past, because it may be different to a lot of the listeners. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that.
1: Yeah. Um, So I was one of the really lucky ones who genetically uh, was really slim. Um, I was, I think, probably like size six, size eight. And obviously I had my babies um, and I I think before babies I was probably underweight. I was about forty five kilos. And then after babies I was hitting 60. Mm-hmm. Which for me it was like, whoa, <laughs> this is um I, I felt okay because I knew, you know, like my body's just been through so much. It's not so much how I'm looking. Um I know that I can sort it out in the future, but because of the timing of your like posts and everything, I was like, Oh well, why not now? Yeah. Um so the aim I think was to get it down um so I think in the end yeah I started off at about 60 kilos and then towards the end of it I got down to I think it was 51.5 I think I believe that's the last thing um the last like measurement I took um that was really like wow Um, yeah and we
0: coached for three months we coached for 12 sessions wow so So yeah that time you lost so much weight and more than the actual physical weight Tell us how it impacted your mind and your mental weight. Um so there's so many aspects to this because like I
1: realized how much mental baggage I was carrying that was stopping me from taking any action. Um first of all, like I had a very traumatic birth um with Shreya, and I think that for me was like, wow. Um I, like not to go into too much detail but I had a hemorrhage when she, um, I was seven months pregnant so it was almost like one day I'm fine and I'm pregnant and the next day baby's out and I'm not even <laughs> I'm literally knocked out um, and then I had about five days in the hospital to recover by myself while um, Shreya was uh, being looked after in um, the ICU. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let Alpesh into the my husband into the hospital at all and um, so it was very much like I was on my own so I had to use a lot of like mental you know like come on you can do this I need to do this I need to get out of this bed so I can go and see my daughter you know who I haven't even met yet you know. Um, So I was carrying a lot of that like mental baggage um, and then having to leave her in the hospital every day because of Covid we could only see her for two hours a day so it was like prior to covid mums would be allowed to stay on the ward um overnight to be with the babies and for me it was like oh my gosh my I remember specifically like pumping throughout the day and then at three o'clock like rushing to the hospital with my milk bottles going here go here's her milk you know um so it was a lot of mental like having to just calm myself down and and I just realized I was carrying a lot of that in me my shoulders especially you know like and um, so having the coaching sessions even I think maybe like we talked about weight loss maybe 20% of the time yeah. the, rest of the time was just dealing with all these issues that I was having like personal issues all these traumatic events and um I just found that like The biggest value was looking at things in a different way, Um, and that's the biggest thing that you've taught me is Mm. there's so many ways you can look at a situation, but it's in your control to choose which way, which filter almost you're going to use to the situation. So, you know, then I started thinking like on the lines of, "Wow, I'm so grateful that I'm here and I'm healthy, and my daughter's healthy, and we're together now, and you know, come on, let's do this, let's lose the weight so I can get my body back in not not just aesthetically but yeah. energy wise
0: you know um let's do this <laughs> and that's how you came in and really hey. helped. that's um, so interesting because a lot of people think i'm going into a weight loss program so mm-hmm. we are going to be concentrating mainly on weight loss but this mm-hmm. is the difference when you hire a life coach for weight loss because you're not just focusing on weight loss you're focusing on all the underlying issues that are leading you to overeat right Absolutely. because that's why we had to focus on clearing up your thoughts about the birth and and kind of like the trauma that you experienced with regards to the birth because then you wouldn't need to use food to make yourself feel better right yeah mm-hmm. And I remember you saying that often you would just, when you were feeling this way, you would just get a takeaway. You would just be like, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. I'm just going to get a takeaway. (laughs) Yeah. it's Those kinds of things. We, you weren't getting the takeaway because you just felt like it. You were getting the takeaway because you wanted to escape the emotions that you didn't want to feel at that time. Right. Absolutely. So this is why dealing with all the other stuff. Is going to impact your food. Most people think, wait, hold on, but we're not talking about food. What? How is that going to impact my weight? We only eat or overeat because we want to push that away, right? Mm-hmm. Those negative emotions. So tell us, how did it feel for you being coached by a life life coach for weight loss?
1: It was really like funny because you know before before the session started, we'd be having banter. It'd be like, oh, remember this is, and as soon as the coaching starts it's like, right, maybe yeah. how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> so it was I can definitely see like you know you've got your like professional hat on and you're really you know let's do this let's help you it was really Mm. nice (laughs) definitely
0: but did I tell you what needed to be said because that was that's the main thing about coaching right because I sometimes have to say the hard thing so what was that like for you hearing it from a from a friend it was hard it
1: was because I think I'm quite a sensitive person like um you know i I I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, for like, for you to be like, Mira, come on, like you know, let let's look at this in this way. And really, you need to kind of be doing it like this. And like you're almost kind of shaking me, going, you know what, you can do this. Even when I had my self doubts and um, mm-hmm. those times where I was like, am I really gonna be able to? And it, like, just the way you just come in and be like, you got this, you can do this. Um, mm-hmm. It was. What was the original question, sorry? (laughs) That's
0: okay. It was kind of like, how did it feel being coached by a friend? Uh, Well, yeah, Yeah. by someone who was originally a friend, but also a coach. Like, what was that dynamic like? Yeah, no, it it was great. I also knew that
1: you genuinely wanted to help me mm. as a friend but also as a client um and you really invested your time in me you know and that mm. yeah, was nice. It was oh,
0: good um, cool. okay so other than we talked about kind of like the birth what other results did you get from the coaching? So the
1: biggest thing for me um which is something I'm so like excited about and um, so I remember we did all the weight loss stuff the uh, personal issues everything and I think it was our last two sessions and you were like right what can I coach you on today and I was like nothing <laughs> I was like I'm happy I've sorted all my mind stuff out um I'm, I'm ready you know I was like should we just save these two sessions for you know down the line and I'll cash them in when I need them you know yeah. and you're like um let's let's talk about your career and I was like yeah I'm fine you know like I just you know two days a week as a pharmacist and rest of you know the time is with the kids like you know I I don't think that would change and you were like well what about business ideas and I was like oh I did have a couple of cool ideas but it's never gonna work and you were like why (laughs) Why right it's just like because I just don't think I just don't think people would buy into what my ideas are, and you were like, I would, I you know, um, and I was just like, okay. And so you asked me to tell you about these ideas, and this is where I started me mm. Um So this was literally. I remember saying to you, one of my business ideas was that this issue with that mums have when they plan parties for their kids. The two main things is like catering and party bags. Because like I know at the time I was trying to plan a party, and I was like, what kind of useful things can we get for these kids? And at the same time, because of COVID, everybody was doing like picnics in the park because you couldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, do anything at home or you had to do the social distancing. Um so I remember thinking wow what if we combine the two what if like we have a personalized box for each child that comes to the party um, and inside is the food Um, and then that's their gift like the box is a keepsake box that they can take to you know take away Um, and I remember just getting so excited about it I had that one call with you and I ran downstairs and I was like Alpesh oh my god I'm onto something like I really want to do it and he was like okay he was like you do this a lot babe. he was like yeah. you come up with something you're like yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna do it and then you don't and I was like mm-hmm. yeah that's true I don't mm-hmm. um
0: but, but something about this felt different and but also we coached on that didn't we because that was one of your holding but like I remember you mentioned it I think maybe on our 10th session then mm-hmm. by our 11th session you were you had some doubts there was lots yeah. of doubts creeping in so we had to coach on those because that would have like held you back right because oh, when you when you've been doing it a certain way all your life that's what your brain knows right like oh yeah. I get excited and then I and then I I don't do it it's like it's like diets right you get really excited at the beginning of a diet and then like three weeks in you're like oh okay I'm bored of this now I don't want to do it it's too hard <laughs> yeah, right? yeah So that's the specific thing we had to coach on right because if that was the thing that was playing in your head like oh I'm normally excited and then I don't that's mm-hmm. the specific thing that that came up which was really cool because it happened in the coaching relationship right
1: yeah
0: definitely and one of the
1: things that I really liked was um every like negative thing that I said or every doubt I had you were straight away okay what's worst case scenario what was the worst thing that could happen and I was like yeah I might lose a little bit of money but it's okay um I can still do other things um it was okay. Is it was everything? You just gave me the confidence, or you brought out the confidence?
0: Exactly. I can't give you confidence because confidence <laughs> is created by your thinking, right? When you're yeah. feeling confident. But what's interesting is that when we go to that worst case scenario, often our brains haven't gone there. We like yeah. spin in the doubt, the confusion, the overwhelm. But actually, when we go to okay, what is the worst case scenario? Then our brain is able to be like, oh, hold on. I can deal with that that's not the end of the world right
1: yeah so it's so much
0: easier to calm the brain down when we actually do that so fun definitely
1: yeah Um, so then yeah like you literally coached me through all these doubts and literally I I had no excuse not to do it so I was like okay let's Start this crafting business and uh while I was waiting for um some of the materials to arrive I just started making birthday cards and gift cards and then that boomed and I was like this is so weird like I'm not I've never been in this place before like people actually want the stuff that I'm making and um so now like I'm at a point where I think I'm ready hopefully to leave pharmacy soon right i mean at least keep it has a side uh, make pharmacy the side job um and then do this full time because um yeah business is booming and um like it's truly exciting so thank you <laughs> thank you to you for actually believing in me and helping me to believe in myself mm. um you know like and I'd say that for anyone that's starting any new business ventures like Mm. there's no harm in trying it
0: yeah
1: um you know like you made me feel like I should be a yes girl you know like you should say yes to everything just try everything Mm. (laughs) um before I'd be like no 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 I can't you know I shouldn't I can't what will society say or you know I can't do this but you yeah Thank you, honestly. <laughs> oh, you're
0: so welcome, Miri. It wasn't me, it was you, right? All I did was show you your brain. And then yeah. you were mm-hmm. able to, like with coaching, deal with things that were holding you back that you actually really, truly wanted to do. I remember yeah. you saying to me, my ideal would be to be at home with the, with the kids as much as possible, doing something that I'm so passionate about that I love so much. Like I like pharmacy, but I don't know if I'd be willing to do that For the rest of my life, like all the time, as my main career, I wanted to do something else I really enjoy. And then you talked about this, and we were like, "Yes, let's just go for it!" Like, what is the worst that could happen? When all of these doubts came up, then we worked through them. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. Like, you probably didn't expect I'm going to get business coaching in a weight loss program. What (laughs) What? What is this, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. From what it started, it like it just ticked so many boxes. It achieved.
0: I achieved so many things it yeah. was just it was not just the weight loss so. but you could only do the business when we worked on some of the personal things that were going on for you so tell me a little bit about like your journey in that so I think yeah over
1: the like COVID especially it was really hard yeah. Um personal issues like I said the the birth and all of that like it just I remembered how like stagnant I was in life because I'd spent so much time just kind of in my own thoughts and just not there was no action no um motivation nothing mm. it was like well this is how I'm feeling right now and I just I guess I need to give myself time to get over it mm. um but once like I dealt with all those issues I just felt like my mind actually had faith Mm. To think about other things and like little things that would bother me before is not such
0: a big deal. Mm. And give me an example. So, like, what kind of things used to bother you that aren't such a big deal now?
1: Dishes. (laughs) I don't care so much about dishes now. (laughs) But it's such a big. It's like trying to handle this, like, mum life. You know, husband relation, husband wife relationship. There's so many hats that we as women have to bear not even have to bear like but we have to but you you, I love to right we yeah we choose to and I just love the the way that you were like you changed everything I would say was you know oh I need to do this and I need to do that and you were like do you want to do it and I was like yeah yeah I do yeah I want to keep my house clean so that you
0: know
1: I feel like the energy in the house is better I want to feed my kids you know because <laughs> I have to <laughs> but, you know, um, but it was just there was not so much of this like mind chatter you know like debating and it was almost like you'd make a decision and it's like yep yeah, okay come let's go do it the planning helped like teaching how to plan your day and everything Mm -hmm. um, which I still think I need to
0: work on a bit more Um, the thing is in terms of the coaching program you get so much out of it you learn so many of the tools but then that's what you then carry on doing like ongoing right Um, Mm -hmm. and we all have a human brain we're always gonna encounter things that we could always still work on like I'm that's the reason why I said to myself I'm gonna have a coach for life because it's so like useful to have someone else look at my brain and be like oh this is this is what what's going on in your brain and I'm like wait what is it I didn't even have any idea that I was thinking this you know exactly. or I would say to myself oh I thought I worked on this and it's still coming up like it everything may still be there in a little there may be a tinge of that there but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a problem you can just be able to look at it and be like oh okay this is what's going on this is what I'm choosing to interpret it um, going forward kind of thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, that is so cool. What I wanted to ask about is, what are the kinds of thoughts that you had about being an Indian woman in our culture that we we worked on?
1: This whole like, what will society say? What will society think? Mm. Um, even little things about, if I gave up pharmacy, for example, mm. What would everyone think oh you know she studied like five years at uni you know like and she's giving it up to do what wedding favors Mm. (laughs) but for me it's like I'm super grateful I did uh you know especially to my parents um for you know encouraging me um getting me through uni and you know but it's like it's okay it's okay to do something that you want and take your life somewhere you want to go without Thinking about what, oh my God, what is society going to be thinking? It's just, yeah, it's just, you don't have that feeling of judgment Mm. when you take control and you're like, it's fine. You know, people might say things, but it will be old news, you know.
0: Yeah. So we worked a lot on people pleasing, didn't we? About like, yeah. So like other people may think this of me, but it doesn't matter what they think of me if this is what I think of me. Because when you were confident in your own abilities, we had to work on all the doubt and stuff. But when you were confident in your own abilities and, and actually like allowed yourself to follow your true desire, like what you really wanted... Mm-hmm. that's when it didn't matter what what society thought as much there was still a bit of that but just not as much because it was like it's okay they'll talk about me for a bit that's where we went to the worst case scenario right they'll talk yeah. about me for a bit and then it will be old news right yeah definitely yeah um, and, and also big, I think you, sorry go on what were you saying oh, the, the biggest thing was the fact that
1: oh my god you can actually have a meal have like shak and rotli, and not have the <laughs> Like mm. when I said to my mom right mom I'm giving up rotlis or chapati's she was like no you've been having them you know like you'd have like five every day with your meal yes. like how can you have yeah.
0: without it and it was like oh it's actually okay It's not too bad without That's it so even. interesting isn't it like when you actually allow yourself to try it then it's just so it's so like amazing how malleable our brain can be and to how, how malleable our taste buds can be as well right yeah and to be clear this doesn't mean that you can't have rotli ever it's just no. while you're becoming fat adapted to kind of like allow your your body to pay attention to your hunger signals and so mm-hmm. after kind of like i normally say to give up sugar and flour for about two months and then you can decide whether you want to bring it back a lot of my clients do bring it back some of them don't um so you get to decide but just the the fact that it's you can actually go without it and be okay and not like your brain may say oh my gosh I'm going to die like I haven't had it what's going on but actually Forever. you can survive it's so fun yeah. right especially when like cooking for the kids it's like I, sometimes I feel
1: bad like if I don't make rot I'm like oh you can just have rice with this today and then but sometimes I'll be like, oh, but I know they like it. And but then it's like, no, no, it's fine. I can't manage. I haven't got the time to make it today. They're not going to go hungry if they have the, you know, the curry with the rice. It, it's okay to not make roti. And then I'm like,
0: okay, I feel better. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I guess the, the, the main thing was allowing yourself to, like, realize what your limitations are and being okay with that instead of beating yourself down with a with your own like with a stick like beating yourself (laughs) yourself in the face (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so funny okay so what I wanted to ask is I had so all these questions but we've kind of completely gone off the thing which which I love because we could just chat about whatever we whatever came up yeah Another thing that I, I, I remember um, we worked on was overwhelm with so many things going on. So tell me about that, like time management we talked about. Tell me about how that helped you.
1: Time management is, I have to admit, still something that I am struggling with today. Um, Snap. I still do, even though <laughs> I get coached on this multiple times a week. It's completely fine. Yeah. It's, um, and then like part of me is like, oh, if I didn't take on this. Miri box. I would actually have so much time to do everything that I want to do So you always have that mind battle going on yeah. um but yeah there was times where I was like I just can't handle this I can't manage this I'm gonna fail because I'm I just can't do it mm. uh and that's where you know you'd come in and you'd give me all the tools um journaling stuff planning my day um even if it was like I like the whole planning 24 hours in advance because that took a lot of the, you know, oh my God, what am I going to feed my family for seven days? Because we generally used to do things on a weekly basis. So this was literally 24 hours. is That's all I have to think about is the next 24 hours and how I'm going to use the time. Yeah. Um, I think where I'm struggling is because I had the newborn at the time. Um, mm. And even now, my kids are still really little. There's no, like, routine. There's a routine, a, a loose routine, but... Things can change, you know, uh, minute by minute, depending on how my toddler is feeling. Yes,
0: oh my um, God, I, I totally know what you mean. Yesterday I dropped Vire to cricket camp and um, I got a call, like literally we were just driving back. I got a call saying, Mrs. Chowdhury, your little one, um, doesn't want to um, stay at cricket camp. He's saying, mummy, 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 mummy. He wants mummy. I was like, oh, gosh, I've got a full day of work planned. What am I going to do? So I had to, like, talk to him on the phone for, like, a good 10 minutes, like, just being like, it's okay, Vire, Don't worry. Like, so I get it. Like, it can be, like, very up and down with toddlers, right? Because they have a mind of their own, and that's okay. But also, we can learn how to plan in a way that accommodates for that. So it's like for if exa- for example something happens or whatever how are you going to talk to yourself when you haven't done what's on your plan are you going to be like oh you didn't do it again or are you going to be like of course like my priority is my family my kids yeah. and i choose to like go off my plan today and i'll get that done tomorrow yeah. that's not like you're excusing yourself that's like you having grace and being yeah. okay with yourself and acknowledging that some things will get done some things won't will... and that's completely fine it doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to use it to beat myself up.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never been the kind of person who would like make a task list and then like absolutely have to. I mean, I'd be, I'd be really happy if I even just did one <laughs> thing. On yeah. um, so that was, yeah, it was, I definitely learned a lot. With yeah. The, with the overwhelming side.
0: So I remember like going back to food now, because I know a lot of people are interested in the food. Explain like how it was for you in terms of like, because I know you were breastfeeding at the time, you're vegetarian. So what was it like with food planning and stuff? Like just so people can hear it from your point of view, because I always talk about it, but it's nice to hear it from the client's point of view.
1: Yeah. And um, so I remember in the first session where you were like, so Miri, oh, so, look, so you call me Miri. and I, I you call Mary. Me. Yeah, a lot of people do, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, Miri, I think I'll call my business <laughs> Miri. Um, so fun. So, you were like, Okay, Miri, um, you're gonna have to give up flour and sugar from your diet. And I was like, Are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, No, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, cancel this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were like, Okay, let's uh, look at it in a different way. Um, You're like, You have three meals. Day, that's 21 meals in the week. Are you willing to give up flour for at least one of those meals? And I'll like, say, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's mine. I can do that. <laughs> so that literally was the biggest lesson initially on like how we just attach so much feelings to things because mm-hmm. the thought of not having toast in the morning was just like oh my
0: god how am I gonna survive but um, also what I wanted to like make clear is you had sugar and flour that whole time I remember you I mean, having toast yeah. that whole time right I, I had toast the whole time because And you I, still lost how much 10 kilos or something, something yeah, like yeah, yeah, right because
1: you taught me how to like, if I was going to have the toast in the morning, then the other meal of the day, I like, you gave me the tools to train my brain to try and at least make it a no flour or no sugar meal. Mm. Um, and then that's where I discovered having like Indian food without chapatis, without naan, you know, and I really enjoyed the food. I could mm. really, you know, really taste the food without like diluting it with a, you know, chapati, famic
0: that totally makes sense
1: yeah so
0: that was the first
1: yeah my first biggest lesson was don't add so much drama over the food you shouldn't be living to eat you should be eating to live kind of no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so um once you take all that mind drama away it was quite easy to plan the food yeah um and then yeah I started actually eating better much better I was eating more salads lentils vegetables rice and the takeaways definitely decreased oh and no that's not correct I still used to have the takeaways but yeah. it was like it was okay to eat paneer it was okay to to eat but you know I I did listen to when I felt full mm. so I was still eating I, not once did I feel deprived or oh my god I'm so hungry like I'm gonna die it was just allocating different calories not even calories calories. yeah we don't even talk about calories calories. but it's just like
0: calories it's just about understanding okay i've eaten eaten these kinds of foods here do i have to have all the sugar and flour because that's actually not helping my body as much it's not adding much nutrition to my body how can i fuel my body in a way that's gonna actually help me me, that's actually gonna fuel the parts of my body that I actually want to feel, right? Yeah. Um, and as you said, yeah, you still had takeaways throughout, you still yeah. like had sugar and flour throughout, but it was just in a much more mindful way, right? You were yeah. just like, okay, do I, I, I don't wanna give it up fully and that's completely fine. So many of my clients say, I don't wanna give it up fully, that's completely fine. But mm-hmm. just how can I, like when I am having it, have it in a way where I don't need to have all the sugar and all the flour and all the takeaways all in one go, how can mm-hmm. I think about what do I really want here? I remember we talked about what are the things you love the most that you don't want to give up. And I think you said there was some uh farsan, wasn't it? So I don't know, some oh, savory, yeah. I think, overall, yeah. I think it was Chevrolet. Yeah. So for, for my um, people who don't know what that is, that's um this savory mix. Um that often Gujarati people make and it's kind of like fried and has lots of mixed um, like potato and, and peanuts Nuts and loads I'm of gonna... things in and it's delicious. And Mira said, I don't want to give that up. And so what did we do? Like, how did we go about that? So, you know, that was really
1: interesting because I remember I said to you, every morning I have toast with a slice of dairy in it, like a, a toasted dairy <laughs> sandwich, some gerberon and some tea. And I remember saying to you, I just I really I'd get really upset if I had to give that up. And then you were like, Oh, this is interesting. Let's let's go deeper. Like where does this come from? And then we were talking and I was like, like and then we hit the nail on the head. Why I really enjoyed that for breakfast is because when I before I got married, when I used to live at home, it's the meal that my dad and mum would make me for breakfast. So, you know, like I would literally get showered, get ready, I'd come down and breakfast would be ready. And this this is what I'd have. And I think for me it was more about, oh, this is what my dad used to make me. I don't want to forget this. Like, no, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna continue eating it. And then for um I remember after that coaching session the next day I actually had porridge (laughs) and I remember sending you a picture of it going oh my god you're not going to believe this but I'm eating porridge this morning. (laughs) um because I was like I don't need to have the toast of the dairy and the general today um I can plan it
0: because you when you attach the food to a memory Mm -hmm. then what you're doing is you think I need to keep eating the food to keep that memory alive but what we coached on is that memory is already there it's always going to be there you can just remind your brain of that but you don't need to eat the food to like trigger the memory Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so then when you realized that you were like, oh, yeah, I could just think about that and the love that my mom and dad, like, you know, gave to me every time when they had the meal ready. I yeah. Can just remember that love even without the food.
1: Without the food. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. That so was fun. really fun. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. So, what was it that you were nervous about before you started coaching? I wouldn't say I was nervous
1: because um, I love, I do love trying new things just to see what happens. Maybe part of me was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. Probably won't work, but at least I tried, you know, solid
0: effort for trying.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> um, I remember
0: you saying as well that Alpesh thinks, you know, that I always try things and then I don't follow through with them. So this may be one of those things. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. did you feel at the end of that then after we coached?
1: So after after the when the coaching finished, like it's almost like I wasn't even um, thinking about the weight loss. It was kind of just happening. It's like oh, like my focus was on something completely different now. I'm still having the same thought patterns. I'm going to prove Alpesh wrong. With you. I'm going to, if I, you know, make one card and sell it, that will be like my seat out. I know I said I was going to do it and I never do it, but I did. Um, but yeah, like towards the end of it, looking back, oh, I just felt so free at the end, you know, it was like not none of this mind drama anymore. And mm. I can just take the tools I've learned. And I know that Ruti is always going to be there. And, you know, if I ever wanted to start the sessions up again, you know, I, I would at the drop of a hat. You know, even like the money side, like, oh, my God, when you think about all the new things I've tried and spent
0: money on, I was like, let's just do it.
1: Just yeah. do it. Um,
0: and um, so a lot of people think coaching is expensive. What would you say to them?
1: Um, It is. It is expensive. But. For me, it was such a brilliant expense because of what I got out of it. It was almost like my life just changed. Everything that I was carrying along the way, I was able to sort out and start this new business. I'm try- really trying to use the tools that you've learned um, to deal with my children, family stuff. Um, so, so I know it can be expensive, but it's, it, for me, it was
0: totally worth it. Yeah.
1: And like I said, I would do it again if I needed
0: to. Completely. And so I think the thing is we often spend money on things that we value, but as South Asian women, we often don't get taught to value ourselves. It's often that I should be doing this for other people. When I am with other people, I should be helping out. And it's often at the expense of our own selves. So part of the problem is that we don't value ourselves enough that we we've got so many hats and we think that we need to do x y and z to be worthy but in coaching that's where we where we get to realize we are 100 percent worthy exactly how we are we don't need to change we don't need to do all these things to be worthy and when you just have that spark of possibility that oh yeah okay i i would like to do something like this then it's about like going to that future you That future self and making a decision from there. Because when you make a decision from your past self, then you're always going to be repeating what you've always done, right? You're always going to be saying, no, 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 it's okay. Let me put my kids first or my in laws first or my partner first or whatever it may be. But when you actually decide it's okay to put me somewhere on that list, it doesn't even have to be first, it can just be somewhere on the list. Then yeah. that's when you model that to your own children to your and like you keep building up that relationship with yourself because that's what everything else is based on right
1: absolutely
0: yeah okay so if you were to kind of summarize in like three words your most unexpected benefits from coaching what would you say those three words are and why So well peace of mind is three words
1: that's yeah, word. yeah that's the first one yeah okay <laughs> this piece It's just peace to to really think about things not in the like constant debating way not not this. it's just (laughs) Um, that was definitely something that really stood out confidence for me it just really opened me up to so much like I, I'm sure you remember what I used to be like in, in college I was actually really shy <laughs> I mm-hmm. couldn't talk to many people unless like I got to know you on like a one-to-one level mm-hmm. and that's been with me throughout my life and I think after kids it got a little bit better because then I had nothing to hide behind me you know? like you mm-hmm. just you're a mum I'm a mum now I have to look after my kids and this is me now, there's nothing to hide behind, mm. if that makes sense. I don't yeah, know if that completely. Then, completely. It was just having the confidence to be like, yeah, this is me, I know what I need to do now, and I'm just going to go and do it.
0: And thirdly, I would say... Can we just stick with that one for a bit? How has coaching affected your parenting? I, well...
1: I am struggling at the moment especially because the toddler tantrums are starting we just did our first holiday away um, and with both of them which was very interesting yeah yeah (laughs) but and it took a lot of mind coaching um like you know what the problem is that we are expecting our holidays to be like how they used to be before yes and looking at it from our point of view when we should be thinking how are the children viewing this like this is a whole new environment Mm. obviously Shreya is going to be so like excited overwhelmed there's Mm. a lot of sensory overload going on Mm. you know at the time I felt like we were shouting at her a lot because we were just again you know what will other people think like you're in a restaurant with your kids and you know she's going off on one and I'm like oh my god so sorry everyone you know really? um but it's it's about like put, like really coaching yourself to think that the children come first like everyone's probably already gone through this and actually a lot of the young families that were there even the older ones they were like don't worry love we've all been through yeah. this we all know what you're going through it's fine it yeah. just seems loud because Shreya's right here yeah. screaming. yeah but to everyone else like it just becomes background noise and there's a lot of like okay come on you know let's let's think about what she's going through at the moment um
0: and isn't that so fun because you had 12 sessions of coaching 12 sessions right And it's already like there's always going to be things that you're going to continue working on, always, right? Mm -hmm. No matter how many times you get coached, there's never like an end point that Mm -hmm. we are now, we have now arrived. But our brains sometimes tell us that, isn't it? Like, oh, we will arrive when we have done X, Y, and Z. But then when, then the goalpost just keeps moving of like, now I want to go for this one. So I guess it's just like being like in the moment and being like, it's okay. Like they're, they're, they're the yeah. words that I love most in coaching. It's okay. Of course, like yeah. it's, 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 it is it's is what it is. Cause whenever we're fighting against reality, we're, we're going to lose hundred percent of the time. Like yeah. Whereas when we accept, okay, this is what it is right now. How do I want, how do I choose to think about it? It changes mm-hmm. everything, right? Because then, yeah, we can think about it from the from the other person's point of view, be it the mm-hmm. child or your partner or your mother-in-law, whatever it may be. Then mm-hmm. you could just be like, listen, I'm not like, changing myself the only reason i'm changing the way i'm thinking is because i want to feel differently i don't want to feel like irritated or shouting the whole time and that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it yesterday i had a shouting day at my kids and i do this work all the time like it's okay but it doesn't mean we're we're aiming for perfection it just means we're gonna keep working on becoming that person we want to become right
1: Mm, yeah and it's definitely um helping and oh my god all your posts about Little Viret and, you know, everything you're going through with the boys. like It's really helpful because it makes me think, yeah, no, this this is exactly how I should be talking to the children. Even that thing um, you posted about the dog, that you met this dog. I was exactly the same last weekend. Um, one of our friends actually brought their humongous Ridgeback <laughs> over to our house. And before they got here, I was very much like, look, I've been around dogs, but I've never like stroke them like Mm -hmm. you I would walk across the um road and but I was like you know what's the worst that can happen like well I mean obviously we know what the worst is but this dog has never bitten anyone it's a family dog um he's actually really gentle um and like he was actually chilling on my sofa and I actually stroked him and everything and I was like wow this is progress all because I decided that I was gonna give it a chance you know I could have like done the whole no 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 if the dog comes it's gonna go into the garden it's not coming into Mm. the house and but it's just so much you feel so much more free when you don't have that fear inside all the time Mm. and it's it's that fear I think I've had like my whole life like just naturally because of society and you know like that fear and anxiety has always been there with me but like just saying to your brain exactly what you said, it's okay, everything's going to be fine. What is the worst case scenario? Mm. Um, it just really helps to calm you down and just look at things from a very fresh perspective. Yeah,
0: I love that so much. Now, I know I interrupted you before your third one, but do you have a third one? But if you don't, oh, I, I, oh, I don't know. I can't think of anything That's right fine. now. That's fine. I think for me, the word that came up is acceptance. Mm. yeah like accepting like uh, like a lot of what our coaching sessions were we're accepting what is and just being okay with this is just the reality it's okay like Mm -hmm. so just that love acceptance compassion those kind of like that kind of genre of words for me um Mm -hmm. with our coaching sessions it was just kind of like it's okay like everything is going to be fine as you just said so that would be my third word if we had to kind of come up with it together (laughs) (laughs) so miri that is so fun thank you so much for coming on the podcast today Uh i know Uh you mentioned Miri Box. if anyone wanted to order how do they get in touch with you
1: so right now it's just through instagram i have considered um getting onto etsy but right now um i just at the moment with the orders coming in it's just a bit easier for me to manage on Instagram so yeah, just find me on there and drop
0: me a message. Um, what is your Instagram handle? So it's Miri Box. Miri uh, Box. Okay, yeah. awesome. So I'll add that into the show notes of the podcast. And thank you so much for coming on, Miri. It's been such an honor oh. to coach you. You were one of my first clients and I hold all of my clients really dear in my heart. And I love that you're still getting all the support through the podcast, through the emails and things, because, yeah. you know, like, you may have the coaching and you and then it may be enough to just carry on with the podcast or the emails and stuff and so as you know you're amazing exactly how you are you don't need to change at all you are so awesome and I love you very dearly thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I love you too thank Thank you bye for more free resources and for information on how to work with me visit www.amruticoaching.com